This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History final. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the full slate. NFL Week 9 Pick'em Pod. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick, joined out in Chicago by my brother, Tyler Darwick. Uh, Tyler, I said this, I think, after Week 7. How is it already Week 9? How are we here? We're one week away from double digits? It's crazy. We're midway through the NFL season. Soon enough, we'll be seeing that playoff picture graphic teams, uh, you know, in the playoffs, in the hunt. So I'm all for it, and I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Today was the trade deadline. Uh, largely pretty uneventful, um, I guess, unless you're a Jets fan and Jamal Adams going off on Twitter, the fact that his name was shopped around, but Le'Veon Bell's name in the mix, uh, but largely uneventful today. Yeah, not too much. Uh, Keep Tlaib got traded, but that didn't really matter. Um, and the Jets are just falling apart. Since I made that proclamation they couldn't make a playoff run things have really hit the fan for them so apologies to my jeff fans out there they are just a miserable organization yeah seven picks since you've said that for darnold no wins i mean they have a a a cupcake game this weekend versus the dolphins in miami but we'll see if they can even handle that one um do you want to apologize not really, but, but I saw this tweet um, <laughs> on on Twitter today. That's where you see tweets. So it said, how not to build a franchise, recent Jet number one picks. So from 2010 to 2016, the Jets' first round picks were either cut or traded. So that's not how you're going to build winners. Um, you know, it's just tough times for Jet fans. It looks like Jamal Adams is a stud, but now he's unhappy. Sam Darnold, he's still young, but, you know, he has some promise. But that prior history, you know, seven straight first-round draft picks who aren't basically staying on your team for the long term, that's not how you build uh, contenders. And it makes sense now why the Patriots uh, win the AFC East every year. Yeah, it's truly a two-team division at this point between the Pats and the Bills, and that one's already over. But Let's let's get to the games here. We're not here to talk about the Jet Sorrows. I think that's much talked about on on the airwaves up here in the East Coast. So last week, Tyler, I went two and one on my picks. You went you went one and two. It's okay. Keep your head up. Uh, my year to date record twenty seventeen and one. 
uh, lock of the week. We both won. You are six and two. I am five and three. Um, Tyler, what's your year to date pick 'em record now? I think 20? we're tied. No, I'm still up. Uh, 21, 16, and one. So. Uh, okay, you're up, I have, you're up one in each. I have you beat in both ways, and we said this before the year we're gonna keep track, and we have been, but. We we started an Excel sheet. Uh, both of us have access to it, <laughs> and it, it hasn't been updated. So let's make a vow that one of us should update it. I know you've your computer's been broken. I'm still not fully convinced that's the case, but <laughs> we we should update that. It would make it easier than just uh, you know handwriting it down. I mean, yeah, we should, but also it just it's easy math. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't mind rolling it over one week to another, but you're the IT guy. Um, so I think it, it's a, it's an kind of a no brainer, uh, that you'll update that spreadsheet, especially given your computer access. So look forward to you handling that. Um, but Tyler, should we get started here with the London game? Sure. <laughs> Great. Cheerio. Um, so we got the Texans versus Jags here. And uh, the Jags are one and a half point underdogs in this one. This is technically a home game for them, over under 46 and a half. Now, these two teams have played already. They played in week two. The Texans eked out a victory 13 to 12. Uh, but the kind of the dynamic of these teams have changed a bit since then. J.J. Watts now out uh, for the rest of the season. He tore his pec, uh, which sounds pretty painful. Um, so he's out the rest of the year. The Jags, on the other hand, are starting to pick up a little steam here with their new quarterback and internet sensation Gardner Minshew, the second. They won their last two games by double digits, and obviously we've spoken about it a ton on, on these airways. Sean Watson putting together one hell of a season. Tyler, this line's a little bit of a head-scratcher to me. Uh, only one and a half for the Texans. Um, which way are you leaning here? Yeah, it doesn't really make sense to me. Um, I think the Texans should be favored by more. <clears throat> J.J. Watt going out for the year is a big loss, but he didn't have a sack in his last three games played before getting hurt. So I don't, I don't think he was at the level he's, you know, when he's winning Defensive Player of the Year consecutively. He's, he wasn't that player anymore. Still, obviously, a plus player for them, but I don't think the loss is as big as it's been in the past. This is Deshaun Watson's team. So I like the Texans. They're nine and two straight up their last eleven versus Jags, including winning the last three. Jacksonville's two and seven straight up their last nine division games. I know the Jags are four and four, but hasn't been impressive wins. Uh, their last two games they've beaten Cincinnati and the Jets, not a murderer's row. Their strength of victory, not including teams uh, uh, that haven't won a game in the AFC, is the third lowest. So they're not really beating any. But he good, and the Texans have had a tough schedule, and they've came out of it five and three. So I like them to roll. Deshaun Watson's playing great. Um, are you riding the Texans with me as well? Yeah, one and a half. it almost feels too too obvious here. Something I get nervous about, but I like the Texans as well. They're twelve and three straight up. Last fifteen as a favorite. They generally take care of business. Under Bill O'Brien in these games that they should win. Um, that's why they've made the playoffs the past couple of years. So I, I like the Texans. Deshaun Watson just playing at another level. And I agree with what you said. The Jags, we haven't seen it against a good team. So maybe they'll prove us wrong. But I'm willing to take take our chances here, especially a Jags team that doesn't have Jalen Ramsey anymore. 
that defense doesn't scare me as much as it once did. Um, so we're both riding the Texans game. And for everyone who's in the pick pool, fantasy football, anything, this is a 930 start time. So we've had a couple of these weird like 1 p.m. starters uh, for these London games. But this is a 931. And Tyler, it's also daylight savings time. So you're going to be extra out of whack. So just get your bets in ahead of time on this one and lock everything in because there are just too many moving pieces there. Definitely. I love the early starting London game. It makes like the London game is weird as is make it start earlier. Every time it adds to the strangeness and waking up, you know, Sunday morning and seeing football's already on is a pretty great feeling. And underratedly about this Texans team, yes, Deshaun Watson's been great. So is their running game. They're sixth in the NFL in rush offense. Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, both guys who were picked up pretty late in uh, uh, training camp have both been really good for them. So they're pretty uh, multi-dimensional on offense. It's not just Deshaun doing it all by himself. So I like the Texans overall. Minshew's been a nice story. I, I think they'll be able to keep it close uh, for most of the game, but I think Deshaun is just too good. The Texans are seventh in the red zone, um, scoring touchdowns, and the Jags are 30th. So that's an area I see them pulling away where Deshaun Watson's able to make plays in tight spaces and uh, Minshew isn't. Yeah, Minshew mania. I don't know that it's traveling over the pond to London this week. Um, The next game we want to talk about, kind of a weird uh, spread scenario right now, but Vikings going to Kansas City, take on the Chiefs, um, and this line is essentially assuming that Mahomes doesn't play, which it seems like he's not going to. The Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point home dogs over under 47. Now, the Chiefs were more than respectable on Sunday Night Football against one of the best teams in the NFL, the Packers. They lost 31-24. Matt Moore's first start since 2017. Uh, he, he was 24 for 36. Uh, threw for 257 yards, two touchdowns. Um, but this Chiefs team continues to struggle. They're one and four against the spread their last five. On the other hand, Tyler, we we know all too well that this Vikings team has been rolling. Uh, they did not cover uh, versus the Redskins last week on Thursday Night Football, but they won again. Um, and, I mean, they're on a four-game winning streak. It seems like Adam Thielen's going to return. This Chiefs defense has been abominable. Are you think Kirk Cousins keeps going here, Tyler? Because I, I like, I really like the Vikings in this spot. Yeah, I do as well. It's tough. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with Mahomes. If I'm the Chiefs, I know they've lost a couple games here, but I think long term you still keep him out. I they'll be able to win that division once Mahomes comes back and he's fully healthy. I don't see anyone really contending with him there. So I think it's smarter to hold him out, be safer. And especially versus Vikings defense, that is, you know, one of the best in the league. They're seventh in rush defense, eighth in pass. So I think it's smarter to hold him out another week. I know, you know, losing games is tough in the NFL, but I think it just makes more sense. And Minnesota has been rolling, having the extra time to prepare, pair helps him as well uh, going up against Matt Moore and we talked about it on Sunday about Christian McCaffrey being great and being an MVP conversation Dalvin Cook has to be there has to be right there with him right he's leading the NFL in rush yards and yards from scrimmage so if you're going to say McCaffrey is a MVP I think Dalvin Cook has to be MVP because your boy Kirk Cousins when the game is one-dimensional and put it in his hands he can't do it 
having Dalvin Cook back there gives him such a safety blanket and really opens up the passing lanes for him. So Dalvin Cook needs to start getting uh, that respect as well. Yeah, I totally agree, especially against this Chiefs defense. They've allowed the third most rushing yards this season, and they just haven't had a recipe for success. They have not been able to run the ball themselves uh, this year and get it going. It obviously doesn't help with Mahomes being out, but I think this game sets up really nicely for the Vikings. It breaks nicely, obviously, given the fact that Mahomes is likely going to miss it. Um, But this seems rolling. This their game plan travels just the ability to run the ball, have that dominant defense. Um, they're nine and one against the spread their last ten early afternoon games. Um, I, I I see that continuing at whatever number this ultimately ends up getting posted at. For this game, we went off Odd Shark since they had it, uh, but Bet Online, for instance, isn't listing this game currently just given the uncertainty around Mahomes. But from everything I read online, it seems like he's more likely than not coming back week 10 versus the Titans. And I agree with what you said, Tyler. That division, the Chargers, we're going to talk about them in a little bit, but they just fired Ken Wisenhunt. Yes, they just beat the Bears, but they're a train wreck. The Raiders are kind of a sneaky, nice team, but I, I think at the end of the day, the Chiefs should be okay just letting Mahomes sit out another week and, just taking your chances with house money, seeing what happens versus uh, the Vikings here. Yeah, totally agree. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy that you know if he doesn't play, and we're assuming the Vikings win this game, the Chiefs would lose four straight games at Arrowhead. Seems like such a great home field advantage, but that would be pretty wild. And the Vikings are 16 and four under Mike Zimmer versus AFC. So take that as you will. They play well against teams in that conference. So. I think we're both on the Vikings um, to continue to roll. And one last thing on the Chiefs, like the way it's working out, if they lose this week, they're, they, you know, they might get out of that two seed. And that probably works out better just for people who want to see the Patriots lose. If the Chiefs end up playing wildcard weekend, you assume they win once Mahomes is back and then they go to Foxborough. Uh, you know, round two could set up for, you know, that matchup everyone's been seeing earlier in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it definitely would be entertaining. I, I've really lost confidence in this Chiefs team. I know recency bias is well well in play here, but the the fact is their run game has not been good, and they can't stop anyone defensively. Um, doesn't help. Doesn't help. No, it, it doesn't help, and especially with the way the Pats are playing and the dominance that we're seeing out of their defense. I don't know. I I don't like what I'm seeing out of them. Uh, again, we're only we're halfway through this NFL slate, but I got to see some more out of the Chiefs. They were a wagon at one point, but not anymore, Tyler. Um, so we'll say we're both on the Vikings there. Two for two in agreement. Always dicey. Uh, this third game, an all-time head-scratcher in terms of a line, in my opinion, uh, which is, is scary for us betters. Uh, the Colts are going into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers are currently, again, we're going off um, our good friend Dave Mason and his his uh, business over at Bet Online. there. The Steelers are minus one. They're, they are home favorites in this one against the Colts, uh, over under 42 and a half. Now, the Steelers just uh, got off to a really crappy start 
last night on Monday Night Football versus the worst team in the NFL, Miami Dolphins. They come back to win that game. They almost cover, but they don't. Um, and the Colts, they saved our teaser last Sunday. Um, Tyler, is is this just a huge stay away? This line, just it feels way too, way too much of a trap here. For taking the Colts? Correct. Yeah, since it's so weird, um, it's so strange. I like the Steelers just because of all those reasons. Um, and like you said, they didn't play great last night, but underratedly, the Steelers' defense has been very good this year. I think everyone's been so focused on, you know, Le'Veon Bell, AB being gone, Big Ben getting hurt, all that drama that their defense has played very well. They're second in the NFL in turnover margin, taking the ball away the second most times. They're seventh in sacks, and they have the fifth best red zone defense. So the defense is really good. And when I made my proclamation a few weeks ago about the Jets making the playoffs as like a lower tier team in the AFC, I wish I said that about the Steelers because I I think they're going to win this game just because the line makes no sense. Vegas is telling us the Colts aren't that good, which we saw last week. They should have lost that game to the Broncos. Um, So, and the Steelers, after this week, they play the Rams at home, which is an easy game. After that, they have a pretty favorable schedule the rest of the way. And in the AFC, you know, nine wins could get you that second wild card. So I wouldn't put, I wouldn't write the Steelers off yet. That defense is playing well. James Connors banged up, um, it's too soon to know if he's going to play or not. That could play, obviously, a huge factor. But I really like the way the Steelers' defense has been playing. Yeah, the defense has been nice. However, I don't I don't know. I just don't know that we could trust Mason Rudolph. It's a short week. I I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning towards the public here, just looking at where the action is. Dave tweeted out... Uh, 85% of the money's on the Colts. And you know what, Tyler, I'm getting in line with that 85%. And I'm just going to have to dare Vegas to beat me on this one. Um, the Colts the Colts have been good against the spread this year. They're 4-2-1 against the spread, specifically on the road. They are 2-0-1. Um, so they've had success. They've been able to handle their business on the road. And I just, I trust Brissett. I don't know what it is. He seems to make winning plays when it counts. We saw last week with with that ridiculous pass to T.Y., um, especially if Connor's out. Jalen Samuels last year, I'll give it to him. He he sneaky won me uh, my work fantasy football league because for whatever reason, Yahoo let him be tight end eligible when he certainly was a starting running back. Uh, so he he's not bad. He's not bad. Nobody cares about that. But Jalen Samuel isn't a bad backup. Um but I like this Colts team. And this, my whole thing was, I was like, ah, okay, the Colts must have like a, a big game coming up the following week. It must be some kind of trap game for them. Um, but they don't. They, they host the Dolphins the following week. So they're not going to be looking ahead. This is a big game for them as well. Um, Steelers coming off Monday Night Football. They have the Rams the following week. They're certainly in no position to look ahead, but that's more of a look-ahead spot than the Colts have. So I'm taking the Colts plus one and the point like it, this line makes no sense the colts escaped death this week adam venantari hit a 51 yard field goal after missing a 45 yarder and he also missed an extra point like that was fluky in itself i'm not complaining it definitely saved me but i think this week they lose 
Mike Tomlin seems to do better as a coach when people are underrating them. Whenever they're big favorites, they play bad. Um, and the Colts are 1-14 in straight up their last 15 games in Pittsburgh. Steelers have won 8 out of 10 overall in this series. Obviously, Big Ben, you know, played in all those games, most of them. But Yeah, how many did Brissett play in? How, how, many did, how many did Mason Rudolph play in? Probably I'm played gonna say, in guard. I'm gonna say zero. I'm gonna say this is a clean slate, Tyler. Probably played in garbage time in all those games because they were killing them by so much. And you mentioned <laughs> the Steelers. You mentioned the Steelers coming off Monday night, a short week. Contrary to popular belief, that's actually favorable for them. So since 2015, uh, since 2015, when the Steelers play with a rest disadvantage, <laughs> they're 10 and five straight up. They're ten and five straight up, which matters because this is only a one point spread, and they're eight six and one against the spread. So I don't know what it means. Maybe it gives Tomlin less time to coach, which would be beneficial for them. So yeah. again, I like the Steelers. I think their defense is playing well. Brissett got sacked four times last week versus uh, Denver, and the Steelers, I think at this point, are a much better defense than that. So they'll be able to generate some pressure. And this line makes no sense, so I'm, that's why I'm going with the side that makes no sense. All right, I respect you going with the sharp angle. We'll see, see if it works out for you, Tyler. Um, but we're going to take a quick break here, have a couple words from our sponsors, and then uh, get into this Packers-Chargers game. A few of us on this show use Harry's razors. If you visit their website, you can check out all different shave sets and face care products. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's by claiming your special offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. Why try Harry's? Harry's founders were two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price for just $2 per blade. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. This summer, refresh your wallet and your face with the Harry's trial set. It comes with weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and the travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of our show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your offer and let them know I send you to help support the show. The holiday rush is coming, and if you sell stuff on online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders, or decide which shipping carrier to use, or if you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, getting those products out the door, and delivered in time for the holidays. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that they're usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a free 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. 
Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation, make ship happen. All right, and we are back. And Cody, let's move on to the next game we want to discuss. Packers going to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Chargers are plus three at home, over-unders 47. Where are you leaning in this one? Yeah, so this one, the game is in L.A., but we all know how these home games work for the Chargers. Uh, I imagine at least 60% of the stadium is going to be filled with Packers fans. Uh, Packers coming off that Sunday night football victory. Rodgers just continuing to put together uh, an MVP-worthy year. Threw for 305, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones went off over 150 yards receiving for him. And they've, like... They've taken care of business without Devontae Adams. He hasn't played since week four. He's questionable for this one. But I don't know. I, I have faith in this Packers team. The line is only three. Um, it feels a little head-scratchingly low again. But Ken Wisenhunt got fired um, as offense coordinator for the Chargers. Their offense for a team that has Phillip Rivers, has Melvin Gordon, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, like all these guys that are owned in fantasy football, they're only averaging 19.6 points a game. Uh, the under has actually hit in six out of their seven games this year. So clearly the offense has been struggling. Um, and this Packers team is one of the best teams in the NFL at the end of the day. Um, and they've been great recently on the road. They've won their last four road games and covered the spread each of the last four. Um, and Tyler, I feel like you kind of get the benefit of a couple points here, uh, maybe like another point or two, assuming the Chargers ha- had lost that game. If that field goal goes through, like maybe this spreads a little bit wider. Um, so pl- only to have the Packers only beat the uh, Chargers by four points, I'll take the Packers in this one. I'm totally with you. It should be higher. It should be closer to a touchdown, honestly. And you could say, oh, this is a road favorite. It's not going to be a road game. I think you said 60%. I was reading an article before we started. Vivid Seats uh, was predicting that it would be 70% uh, Packer fans based off activity they're seeing. I feel like it could get even higher to that. This is going to be exactly what we saw in that. Um, Steelers Chargers game on Sunday night a few weeks ago and yeah. the char- the Charger players are getting pissed about it rightfully so after the game and I think the way the Chargers keep playing I know they won last week but they fired their offensive coordinator after winning a game so I think that says all you need to know about this team they're fading fast and when we did our preview pod and I gave out the Packers as my win total that I liked I mentioned this game uh, you know, being a road game, but again, it's not going to be a true road game for them. They're six and two against the spread this year, which is tied for the best in the NFL. Like you said, they're one of the best teams in the NFL. I think this is easy. Packers uh, minus three. Yeah, we here's a pro Chargers trend, uh, Tyler. Just just for what it's worth here, uh, Chargers are seven and one against the spread. Spread their last eight November games. So, should we be nervous? I'm not. I, I debate. I debated making this my lock of the week. It's not my lock of the week, but I am definitely betting on the Packers, and like probably will do so tonight before this line goes up any further. Exactly. It 
It's still minus three. I, I like I said, this should be a touchdown. There's no reason the Packers should only be three point favorites in this game. The Chargers are terrible. Let's move off this. Tyler, to- wait, 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 real quick. What percent of the money do you think is on the Packers? This is from Dave's tweet earlier today. Ninety five. This, this this makes me nervous. Ninety six. Show, shows people know what they're doing. But let's yeah. move on. You know, we talked last week, last week as a bad slate. I think this week might uh, be even worse, but this no Sunday way. night, I think no it way. is. No way. Cody, we Less. talked about Colts Steelers. Yeah, I mean, the Colts at least have a winning record. We we chose three games last week, and we couldn't, like, we struggled to choose three. Mm, I don't know. I, I disagree with you, but, you know, oh. the Sunday. The Sunday night game is going to be a great one. Patriots at the Ravens. Ravens plus three. Over-unders 45. What shocked me is these teams haven't played in three seasons. feels like they play every year, but it's been a while. It'll be Belichick's first time going up against Lamar Jackson. Ravens coming off a bye. Pats coming off the win versus the Browns. Um, I'll let you get started. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, let's real quick before we get into like the game analysis, the line movement's kind of wild. The Pets opened originally at six and a half point road favorites, and the lines went down at three, which is nuts. Um, Pats obviously undefeated, six and two against the spread this year. They they've just they just take care of business year in year out when it comes to gambling. Uh, we were silly enough to take the Browns, but. The Browns, like, really shot themselves in the foot multiple times last year, and I think we saw a couple things that makes me lean towards the Ravens. Now, the Ravens, before they went on their bye, they went into Seattle and took care of business. They won that game 30-16. to 16. Uh, I was on the wrong side of that. I'll give you credit. You uh, predicted that one correctly. Um, but Nick Chubb, for instance, last week against the Pats, ran. he had 20, uh, 20 attempts for 131 yards. Yes, he fumbled twice, um, but I think that kind of showed something. And we know the way Lamar Jackson's been playing this year, he's running all over everyone. Uh, Plus, Mark Ingram gives them a real one-two punch between the two of them in the backfield. I think at home, this Sunday night football, this home crowd is going to be absolutely insane. Um, I, I like the Ravens, plus three, in this spot. Ravens have not had recent success at home, however. I will say this. It makes me a little nervous. They're 0-6 against the spread the last six home games. However, as an underdog in their last seven, they're 6-1 against the spread. I think Harbaugh knows what he's doing against Belichick. These teams always play a close game. The Ravens have really, in this insane run by the Pats, besides the Giants twice, the team that consistently gives the Ravens the Pats the hardest time are the Baltimore Ravens? Um, so I'm gone with them plus three. Uh, are you are you in agreement with me? Or are you uh, you back in the past? No, I'm in agreement with you. Under Har- Harbaugh, the Ravens are 12 and one straight up in home primetime games. They play well, you know, at home in primetime. Granted, like you said, they haven't been playing well recently at home, but. I think having that week off gives them extra time to prepare. And this is the best offense the Patriots defense is going to see. You know, the Patriots defense up to this point has been historic. But you look at some of the quarterbacks they've played, Luke Falk, 
um, you know, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, like they haven't played a murderer's row of guys. Last week was the best offense they played, and they gave up 7.7 yards per rush um, to the Browns. And like you said, the Browns shot themselves in the foot. They had three straight turnovers, which, you know, it's hard to really nitpick uh, that, but those were all like just dumb errors on their end. Like them just being a bad coach team, making mistakes. It wasn't like the Patriots defense causing it. So I think this Raven seems a lot more fundamentally sound. They're more well coached. And like you said, Harbaugh, you know, they're only three and six uh, straight up versus Patriots under Harbaugh. But those games are all close. There's been a couple that, you know, the Lee Evans drop in the end zone. People remember the playoff game from 20. The 2015 uh, playoff game, the Patriots had to pull out that crazy trick play to kind of win that game. So I think, you know, the Ravens know how to play them close. And the Patriots offense just hasn't been great. Outside of Edelman, I don't like any of their their skill players. Sonny Michelle runs straight into the offensive line every play. James White's okay, but he's nothing more than a third down back at this point. So I like the Ravens to cover. I think Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, that running game is going to do really well. Um, so, yeah, I like the Ravens plus three. Last time we were both this confident against the Patriots, they beat the Chargers by like 40 in the playoffs. So by a thousand, probably a good yeah. sign. <laughs> yeah, definitely a good sign. And the thing is, too, about this Browns game last week, Freddie Kitchens had the balls fourth and six. It was 27 to 10. They were like in the red zone, and they decided to just kick the field goal. So who know like – there was a chance they got a backdoor cover there last week. But, yeah, just looking at the quarterbacks they've played this year, it is – I mean, they played the Jets. They've played the Jets twice already, the Redskins, the Dolphins. I'll give it to them. They shut out Big Ben week one. He may have already been injured at that point. Josh Allen gave them a game. And, honestly, the bottom line is I bet on the Pats when they played the Giants on that Thursday night, but that was a game for a little bit. Um yeah, we're both very confident in the Ravens, it sounds like. And you know what, Tyler? The public's on the Pats. 78% of the money is on New England. Uh, sorry, 76% of the money on New England. I, I feel good about the Ravens here. Um, so hopefully this ends better than uh, yeah last year's, what was that, AFC wildcard game? Was that divisional? Divisional. Um, you know, the Ravens' defense hasn't been as great. It's been in the past, but they did bring in Marcus Peters. He had his pick six in his first game. Jimmy Smith, one of their other top cornerbacks, is supposed to be back in this game. Marquise Brown, Hollywood, as Gus Johnson dubbed him in college, supposed to be back. So that's Lamar Jackson's uh, favorite receiving target. So I think the Ravens are getting healthier for this game. Their defense should continue to improve and we'll see how legit this Patriots defense is. Um, you know, everyone is expecting Belichick, you know, make Lamar Jackson beat him from the pocket. Everyone knows they, uh, Belichick likes taking away your biggest strength. So we'll see this, this weekend if, um, he does that with Lamar. Mm-hmm. I kind of also like as a bonus play, the over-under is 45. I like the Ravens teased with the over. Get that down to 39. I feel like we're going to get some points here for once against the Patriots. Yeah, I think if Baltimore wins, they're going to they're gonna put up some points. Um, so I don't hate that, Ben. Let's move on to our locks of the week. Cody, you want to start or should I go first? No, I'll, I'll let you go first here since uh, you are 6-2 and... Two and um, 
do for a tough L, I think. Mm. So it's like golf. I'm the leader in the clubhouse. Um, I was testing you, so you passed there. Um, oh. So, <laughs> so my lock of the week is a game we already talked about. Um, I love the Packers minus three. I had to contain myself when we talked about <laughs> it. When we talked uh, about it a I, little. I, I, I love this. Okay, good. Continue. I had to contain myself when we talked about it earlier because I, I didn't even whip out some of the trends I love in this game. So the Packers are 6-1 and one against the spread, 7-0 and oh straight up their last seven versus the Chargers, 6-1 and one against the spread their last seven versus the AFC. We talk about the Chargers' awful home field advantage. Their last 24 home games, they're 6-17-1 against the spread. Their last nine home games as an underdog, they're 2-7 and seven straight up and against the spread. And since 2015, the Packers are 3-0-1 against the spread in the Pacific time zone. I love this game. It's going to be all Packer fans. This line is a disgrace that it's not higher than three. Uh, the Chargers got so lucky last week versus the Bears that Matt Nagy overthought it. And um, I forget, not Cody Parkey, Pinheiro. They should be the same at this point. The Bears kicker missed the kick because I think if that was the case, um, you know, this would be more than three. They fired the offensive coordinator. Packers are third in turnover margin in the NFL. Chargers have the sixth worst. So I see Phillip Rivers throwing some good picks in this game, slamming his helmet. And, you know, I've been talking a lot about Dan Quinn, next coach fired. Shortly after that, Anthony Lynn. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Lynn's in the back burner. Yeah, I think I think Ken was in that took the bullet for <laughs> for Anthony Lynn before he's, he's next to go a few weeks from now. Um, I mean, we we already talked about it. The line, smell it smells like a fish market. It stinks. Um, but I'm going to put some money on the pack. Like, I think I have to. I just have to. But there's a real chance you get, like, 2012 Philip Rivers out here slinging the rock. But I, I'm, I'm with you, Tyler. You and 96% of the universe are, are on the Packers in this one. Um, I, 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 I agree. This... I, I, have, I have a very hard time. I have a very hard time imagining uh, the Chargers actually winning this game. They've been terrible this year. I, I think I bet on this Sunday night when the line came out. Like I've been on this for a few days now. So it was before I saw any tweet from Dave about the money percentage, the public percentage. When I saw this line, I knew it was faulty. And that Bears Chargers game, like that should just go in like a Hall of Fame of like awful, like but kind of like hilariously great uh, football games. The Bears were winning at halftime. They kicked the field goal before half to go up at home. They're winning and they're getting booed going into the locker room. And then the Chargers win the game. They snap a losing streak and they fire their offensive <laughs> Just like such dysfunctional teams. I love it. But like I said, I love the Packers this week. Minus three. I think this is easy. It's a huge <laughs> Packer contingent there. Um, so it, it's easy. Who, who, yeah, who's I mean, your lock of the week? And, 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 and the, anytime it's easy, it always ends well. Um, and this is a, a road favorite. So that yeah, that has a it's good track a record. Game. Not a road that, game. That has a good track record for you as well. Um, Tyler, my lock of the week um, I'm continuing with my less exploited corners and pockets of the market. I think that's where you can find the best advantage in this betting landscape. I'm going with 
the Oakland Raiders at home, minus two against the Detroit Lions. Now, Tyler, the, the, Raider, the Raiders haven't played a home game in Oakland in 48 days, um, which is absolutely out of control. They've certainly gotten screwed by the NFL. They've played Minnesota, Indianapolis, Green Bay, Houston, the Bears in London. Been a brutal start to the to the year, um, but they've they've come away three and four. And you know what? I bashed the Raiders before the season started. I've bashed them a few times since. Um, and ooh, wow. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just cheering because uh, Adam Eden just tied up my first five inning bet uh, in Game Six of the World Series. Um, but back to, back to business here. But the Raiders have been a feisty team this year. They covered last weekend in Houston, a team that we think is definitely better than the Raiders. But I think it's time that we give this team a little bit of credit as, I mean, in that absolute kind of uh, five or six team race for the for the second wild card spot in the AFC, I think the Raiders may have a shot. Um, but the Raiders have been really good at home of late. They're 5-1 and one against the spread their last six. And the Lions coming in, they beat the Giants last week. They did not cover. They're without their star running back, Carrion Johnson. Their secondary gave up four passing touchdowns to Daniel Jones, who's been atrocious since his essentially his initial start. Um, so I think Derek Carr is going to be able to do what he wants on this team. Minus two is nothing at home. Um, I think these teams are pretty even. I think the Raiders... The Raiders fans are going to be ready to show them some love. They're moving to Vegas next year. They don't have that many home games left. The black hole is going to be out of control. Um, and the Oakland Raiders, I just, I trust this team. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm willing to put my lock of the week in John Gruden's hands and uh, ride with the Raiders here. This is definitely a strange one, um, but it's kind of the game that, you know, like you look on the slate of the upcoming games and you wouldn't think this is going to be a good game, but I think it is going to be like pretty exciting. As you said, Detroit's defense isn't great. Neither is the Raiders. So I think it'll be a high scoring game and like they'll go to this game a lot in the red zone and it'll be exciting. So I don't hate the pick, you know, they haven't been home in like two months or essentially. So the crowd should be fired up. Is this just you hedging against your Raiders under bet? Is it something that crossed my mind? Yes, but it's not. You can't mess around with your lock of the week record. Oh, um, no. So, oh, no. So you, you, can't, you can't touch that. Um, is it something that crossed my mind? Yes, I'd be lying if I didn't. But is there other ways to hedge? This wouldn't be the time or place to do that, Tyler. I just, I'm not buying the Lions. Um, and I think this, the Raiders, if you look at their upcoming schedule, like one, I'm, I've already kind of kissed that under uh, Becca by. Hold on one second. I'm, I'm pulling this up here as we speak. Um, but they have a very favorable schedule coming up. So they're home versus the Lions. They host the Chargers the following week, who, I mean, all signs are pointing to them coming off a, an absolute crushing loss at the hands of the Packers. Um, they, they host the Bengals. They play at the Jets. They have, like... These are four winnable games for the Raiders. Um, so I, but most importantly, I like them minus two at home versus Lions. Lions defense is not good. The fact Daniel Jones could throw four touchdowns on you in your home stadium. Um, and recently, sorry, did I did I give out my? Uh, I don't think I did. The Lions are last eleven games on the West Coast. They are two eight and one against the spread. Um, 
So I think that continues. Not impressive stat there. Matt Patricia, like we've talked about, gets all this credit for being the defensive coordinator uh, for the Patriots during their run. Like, Lions defense is terrible, and the Patriots defense has only gotten better since he's left. So I think that's a clear indication of who's uh, more important on that staff. So I don't hate the pick um the black hole will be rocking on sunday and just one last thing i wanted to bring up there's a game out there in the teaser spot that is the biggest trap i've ever seen and i'm probably going to walk right into it um the seahawks this week at home versus the bucks minus six and a half i'm 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 saying this now to talk it out with you so i avoid it try to avoid it but that that game is going to be teased by everybody yeah, I'm not buying that one. That's that is such a trap spot for Seattle. They play the 49ers next week on Monday Night Football, and that's a, that's a clear stay away for me. And I don't know. We spoke about it on Sunday Scaries podcast. Did you see uh, Bruce Arians' interview after the game? He was absolutely furious about that loss. I think the this is one of those games that the Bucks are going to show up and play well. This is what they did versus the Rams, right? They went into yeah. L.A. No one yeah. just expected them to win, and they played well. And this seems like a Seattle home game where they kind of just like are lax, not a huge team coming in and let them hang around, hang around. And the Bucks' offense is good enough to score like 30 on anybody. And like I said, Seattle's defense gave up 460 passing yards to Matt freaking Schaub last week. Yes! Soto! 3-2, top five. I'm sorry. Oh, congrats. But, <laughs> they, that was crushed. But, like I said, the Bucks' offense could put up points on anybody. I'm not convinced Seattle's defense is that great. Um, yes. So, like I said. <laughs> so, is it Bucks plus 12 and a half? Is that your teaser? I might just take Bucks' money line. I'm, I'm very <laughs> irritated with Seattle after what they did last week. But I'm just pointing that out to everyone listening. Don't, don't just lock... Seattle in a teaser and think you're good. No, don't do that. I have a nice NFC East uh, teaser if if you're interested in that, Tyler. We haven't we haven't spoken about this beforehand, but the Eagles are minus five at home versus the Bears. I think the Bears are absolutely broken, um, and the Cowboys in New York versus the Giants. That one you're testing fade in the eyes, but you could get the Eagles to plus one. You could get the Cowboys. To minus one on the road in New York. I I kind of like that. Yeah, I love the Eagles. I think the Bears are like you said, they're broken, they're dead. I see my my friends, my coworkers who are Bears fans. <laughs> yeah, you have a you have, I, a, you not, have your finger on the pulse out there. Is it dead? I've, are they dead? I've never seen a more broken fan base. Chubisky <laughs> has their mind in a pretzel. Matt Nagy has their mind in a pretzel. I love it. Um, heavy debate in my friend group last year on if Chubisky was any good. I think I clearly won that debate along with a couple other friends. So the Bears are dead. I love the Eagles. The Cowboys makes me nervous. Betting against the Giants is always an adventure. But I will say, like they already lost that game in MetLife to uh, the Jets. So yeah, I don't really going to lose to both of them. <laughs> no, so I'm locking in that teaser <laughs> tonight, but I I think that's all we got for um, our week 9 pick'em pod. So hopefully uh, we got some winners.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.